What's up? It's your pal Wenchik Estheticus, and this is The Bar Is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. As we all know, I love the Star Wars prequels for the memes they have produced. I reference them way too often in episodes that have nothing to do with Star Wars. So I thought we'd just have some fun today and talk about some crack fix and crack pairings based on these movies. There's going to be a little bit of crossover with the other two trilogies and the Clone War TV series, but eh, you know, not really. I know I should be jumping on board for the conclusion of the sequel trilogy that's coming out oh so soon or talking about the new Mandalorian series, but my heart lies with the prequels. And there's going to be a lot of Jar Jar Binks today. I'm sorry, that's just how it's going to be. If you want the serious Jar Jar Binks porn and not just the crack, go listen to episode 70. There is unironic porn of Jar Jar Binks because fuck you, that's why. Today's fucked up with meter rating is a 7 out of 10. We're going to have some sexual content today, but nothing too graphic or twisted. There are absolutely some bad pairings and cursed mental images that'll pop up. But we're here today to have fun, not to suffer, though of course there will be some suffering as well because that's just part of the deal. It's also going to be a pretty narration-heavy episode. The first couple of fics I'll just do summary and quotes like I normally do, but the rest I'll be reading. And aside from the last fic, they're all pretty short, like less than a page. So without further ado, let's say something about the motherfucking prequels, bitch. This first one is basically a Padme and Jar Jar Binks role swap. It is Jar Jar who survives an assassination attempt at the beginning of the second movie, and he needs a bodyguard, so the Jedi Council assigns Anakin and Obi-Wan to protect him. And yes, this is a Padme and Jar Jar Binks role swap, including the romance with Anakin. It's amazing how much of the dialogue they ripped straight from the movie. You've grown more handsome- uh, oh, I mean clumsy. Well, for a senator, I mean. I always wondered what the fuck that first senator was supposed to mean, Anakin. What the fuck? Addy, you so always be that's a little boy oh I knew on Tatooine. And like this comment makes Anakin all mad. He's like, I'm not a child anymore. Honey, then stop acting like it. <laughs> and he fucking rants to Padme. He's like, he hardly even recognized me, Padme. I've thought about him every day since we parted and he's forgotten me completely. Sadly, there's not that much to this fic and it ends there, but I love that this exists and that they stole right from the movie script for authenticity. Like, where is the rest of this? Where is the forbidden romance between Jar Jar and Anakin? Where's the secret wedding? Where are the, the, the half Gungan and Preg Luke and Leia babies? OP, why did you stop? I would have read a full rewrite of the Star Wars movies with the Padme and, and Jar Jar role swap. <sighs> so with that behind us, Let's ask ourselves something even weirder. What if Darth Vader was a cow? I bet you've asked yourself that. Like, who hasn't? Well, you don't have to wonder any longer. There's an AU for that, where Anakin's brain was accidentally replaced with that of a cow's after he was burnt to a crisp in the final battle with Obi-Wan. And all he can say is moo. And there is an explanation for why this exists. It's that the author saw a typo where someone misspelled Vader's dramatic no scream as moo and Darth Utter was born. Yes, that's what they call him, Darth Utter. Here's a highlight. Emperor, you gave him the brain of a cow, didn't you? Why did you do that, you stupid droids? Droids. Well, you said to make him better than he was. Emperor, giving him the brain of a cow was not an improvement. Brain swapping droid. Well, I never saw a cow leap onto a lightsaber two seconds after someone told him not to do it. I think I have to agree with the droid here. Like, 
Just about anything is an improvement over Anakin. God. There are some clips from the original trilogy as well, and the Emperor, he just really said fuck it, and he let Cowbrain Darth Utter be his right-hand man, even though no one knows what the fuck he's saying, because he just moves at them, and they have to act like they understand him, otherwise he just gores them with his little horns that they put on his helmet. So that exists, but even more puzzling is this next fic because there is no explanation. You are left to wonder why the hell someone wrote this. This is going to start our narration portion, and pretty much the rest of the episode is going to be me reading shit, so let's go. Nearly three months have passed since the operation, nearly four months since the battle that left Anakin Skywalker in need of a heart transplant. After a successful recovery, life is getting back to normal, until one night, you notice something isn't quite right. Anakin is bent over, tending to his ant farm, as he does routinely. With a leap of your heart, you walk up to hug him from behind. As soon as you make contact, you discover the texture of him that you're so used to is not the same. The texture was all over him, a slightly hard layer, an exoskeleton. Later that night, you work up the courage to question him about it. Anakin looks into your eyes with a sad smile. His sudden melancholy takes you aback. After a long pause, he begins, buggy, babe. Didn't they tell you? You fill with panic, fear, anticipation all at once, but above all, confusion, wondering what could have possibly gone wrong. Does this have to do with the operation? Tell me what, you managed to ask. Anakin now appears almost on the verge of tears. You know this look is the same look he had when he found out the enemy camp had relocated. The transplant. They didn't have enough arteries from the donor. The heart was there, but they didn't have anything to connect it with. He almost laughs, but it is clearly full of sorrow. They tried something new. It's called bug plantation. Where the arteries would be, there are worms. <laughs> All you can do is stare at him in shock. Worms pumping a blood to a man's vital organs? It's almost too much to bear. Your head is spitting, racing with thoughts, and you're now even more confused than before. He was doing so well, you think. I never heard any of this. Something like this can't be possible. What does this mean? What does any of this mean? But you only have a moment to process all of this before Anakin continues. My love, I am now a worm at heart. One year later, you lay awake reliving the moment Anakin told you the truth about his operation. All that matters, you tell yourself, is that he's alive and that you love each other. You turn over and put a hand on Anakin's now fully formed exoskeleton. An antenna brushes against your cheek as he opens his eyes. All six of them. My love, he whispers in an almost cricket-like chirp. Would you mind bringing me a mealworm? <laughs> hey, OP, what the fuck is this? It's just such a fucking random thing to write about Anakin turning into a bug because his arteries got replaced by worms. I love it, but why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is it with Anakin turning into various animals? Is this like a thing? Let's continue. It's time for the oldest fic I've ever covered. It is several months older than I am. I guess right after seeing the Phantom Menace, this author had to go run and write something about it. With a concept like this, I can't really blame them. It's also pretty short, so I'm just gonna read it. Here we go. Qui-Gon shifted uncomfortably on the hard dirt floor in the kitchen of the small slaves' quarters where he and his Padawan were staying for the night. While young Anakin's mother had insisted that he share her bed, the snoring that rivaled a Tungarian mastodon had quickly driven him out to seek quieter sleeping arrangements. He had finally begun to drift into a more relaxed state, flirting with the edges of sleep, when a soft scuffle caught his ears. It was pitch black in the room, but by the general disruption the stranger caused in the force, Qui-Gon could tell it was his Padawan, even 
been in his semi-conscious state. Come help me sleep. I haven't been able to get you off my mind since we landed, he whispered softly and smiled slightly to himself when his apprentice knelt down beside him. It had been far too long. A few rustling blankets and unfastened sleep clothes later, Qui-Gon was sprawled back, nearly biting his lip off to keep quiet as he enjoyed the best blowjob he had ever experienced in his life. Obi-Wan must have been as desperate and lonely as his master after their forced bout of celibacy, for he was truly inspired tonight. His mouth seemed hotter, and that tongue. Despite his ecstasy, a tiny worrying whisper began to creep into Qui-Gon's mind, the kind that usually warned him of rather important things, like when that high priest was going to draw a blaster, or when Yoda had consumed too much brandy and was currently stalking the halls of the temple giggling and looking for a few good men. What the fuck, Yoda? Why this reflex, this warning of impending doom would be kicking in now, was beyond him, unless someone was watching them. In his less than coherent state, Qui-Gon tried to feel the surrounding force for any hidden voyeur, but the things that boy was doing with his tongue had completely fried his synapses. Still swimming in that rushing river of pleasure, but at least with his head above the water now, Qui-Gon reached down to steal his apprentice for a moment, the practical side of him urging that it wouldn't hurt to make sure that no one was spying on them, while the hedonist in him called him unspeakable names in eight different languages. His mind was still piecing itself back together when he finally figured out what was wrong with what his hands were trying to tell him. Instead of soft, spiky hair, he was feeling thick, leathery skin. Instead of delicate, shell-like ears, he was holding two long, heavy... A wet, squirming tongue suddenly wrapped itself around his wrist. All Jedi training, shot to hell, Qui-Gon's shrill, girly scream echoed throughout the house and into the night. So, rip Qui-Gon, he just got blown by Jar Jar Binks. 10 out of 10 OP. <laughs> I mean, if it was really the best blowjob of his life, I don't see why getting it from a scaly lizard man would be so bad. Like, I mean, Jar Jar owes him a life dead anyway, so I don't know. I think he should continue to fuck Jar Jar Binks is what I'm saying. Maybe he's in an exclusive relationship with Obi-Wan, and in that case, he should not do that. But if he's not, then uh, I mean, what's the downside? I'm sure there are a lot of alien fuckers in the Star Wars universe. It wouldn't be that weird. And if he's like, I don't want to look at Jar Jar's face, then like, just turn the lights off again. Not a big deal. So this next fic- It contains more Jar Jar Binks, because fuck you, that's why. Jar Jar and Yoda, go fuck yourself. Here we go. I'm gonna read it and you're gonna suffer through my Jar Jar Binks voice. Misa liking those big ears of you some master Yoda, sir. Jar Jar's wide mouth was open and his tongue hung out a bit, a little drool beginning to form on the tip. He shifted slightly as he gazed down at the old Jedi, one webbed hand on his hip, the other caressing his own floppy ears. The constant rubbing had begun to turn his skin a deep green and he looked more than a little interested in the little Jedi master. With a deliberate bend of the eye stalks, he sent a wink Yoda's way. The object of his affection just looked up at the tall Gungan in surprise. After all, the Jedi hadn't had a relationship in several dozen years, and it was beginning to wear on him. The head of the Jedi Council was not a sexual being, according to legend, but legends could be wrong. And if someone, anyone was interested, Yoda was horny enough to give him a second chance even a clumsy Gungan. Yoda motioned for the tall one to kneel down with a quick pop of rubbery limbs. Why are his limbs popping? 
Jar Jar collapsed to the ground, breathing hard, drooling at the thought of touching his newfound love. He reached out to fondle Yoda's hairy head, and the Jedi Master allowed it, seemed to revel in the ideas as he lifted his body upward into the Gungan's rubbery hands. Jar Jar's caress was surprisingly gentle, but he apparently knew what to do, using his webbed fingers to rub up against the most sensitive part of Yoda's anatomy, his ear tips. With each moment, the Jedi grew more and more pink, his ears flushing out wider and wider and engorging with pulsing blood until they were huge, twice the size of his head. The Jedi was enjoying it thoroughly, making the most delicious whistling noises, lifting up into the pleasure of having his ears fondled as they had not been fondled in centuries. Looking at his companion, he reached out with his claws and began to reciprocate following the lines of Jar Jar's long, dangling ear spines. When he touched the end spikes, the Gungan began to groan. Oh, you so just liking that, me so liking, oh. And Jar Jar began to drool even more, taking his tongue and licking the Jedi's now huge ears. Yoda knew he couldn't last long, neither of them could, groaning his claws worse trembling scraping the innermost part of the Gunga's ear spine he began to stutter Mayda 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 and with one low moan he hunched over his robes turning sticky with vicious fluid and he howled force be with you the excitement of Yoda's release was enough to send Jar Jar into ecstasy and he joined Yoda in screeching out in pleasure oh Misa Misa oh big and Jedi they could not speak after that the joy of finding love was too much for them and they lay in each other's arms satiated. Eventually, Jar Jar sat up, and with a wide smile, he asked, Misa, want to try that again, big and Jedi Massa? Yoda's eyes gleamed with the light of more pleasure to come, as he said, do or do not, there is no try. And they did. What the f- <laughs> The image of Yoda's ears getting erect like a dick is extremely cursed. Like, ear boners must be someone's fetish, though. But you know what? I'm just gonna count this as putting thought into alien biology and, and reproductive methods. That's what I'm gonna do. Points for world building, OP. We're just, we're just gonna leave it at that. We're not gonna go any further into that. All right. So our second to last selection is just gonna be about human on human action. So that's good, I think. This occurs when a certain battle takes a sexual turn. Let's read it, shall we, kids? <laughs> Your swords, please, said Count Dooku, walking towards Anakin and Obi-Wan. You don't want to make a mess of things in front of the Chancellor. He will never have our swords, Dooku, said Obi-Wan, his sweaty hand tightening on his lightsaber. Really, said Count Dooku, sounding surprised. Well, I could live without yours, Master Kenobi, but I would really like to hold Anakin's lightsaber in my hands. Ugh, Anakin said indistinctly. I mean, it's so long and hard, you know, Dooku went on. Enough talk, cried Obi-Wan, igniting his lightsaber. Dooku's words had aroused some very inappropriate feelings for a Jedi. Anakin and Dooku followed suit. For some reason, all of them looked down at their blades. Gentlemen, have you by any chance noticed the sexual innuendo surrounding our battle? asked Dooku. Ugh, Anakin said again. No, we haven't, cried Obi-Wan, wiping sweat from his forehead. Come on, Anakin, let's finish him. The two Jedi ran at Count Dooku, and for about ten seconds they fought. Although Obi-Wan and Anakin were slashing at Dooku from two directions, they couldn't seem to hit him at all. It's one of the two, thought Obi-Wan. Either Dooku's really damned fast, or we are really crappy swordsmen. I've been looking forward to this, said Count Dooku, when there was a pause in the fight. By the way, nice butt, Anakin. I noticed it last time, but forgot to tell you. Please, Count, must you be so obscene, said Obi-Wan in exasperation. At the same time, he could not help stealing a glance at Anakin's butt. Dooku was right. The butt was superb. 
<laughs> I like how it's the butt. It's not even his butt. Of course, Obi-Wan should not have been thinking about that, but he was. This fight is going in the wrong direction, thought Palpatine, and called, What are you waiting for? Kill him. Ugh. Right you are, Chancellor, said Obi-Wan. Again, they attacked, and again, Dooku evaded all their blows. Gentlemen, you can't even handle your swords properly, said Count Dooku. Anakin's got passion, all right, but passion isn't enough, my dear boy. And Master Kenobi's sword seems limp in his hand. He is desperately trying to show that he's still got it in him, but alas, his young days are gone. What about your sword? cried Obi-Wan. I mean, it's like crooked. So what? It only allows for better reach if you get my meaning, retorted Dooku. Here, let me show you. They fought again. Count Dooku not only parried all their attacks, but even managed to slap Anakin's ass when the young Jedi had turned his back to him in a very fancy, if utterly useless, move. Gentlemen, I'm getting tired of this, declared Dooku. You're just waving your lightsabers around instead of sticking them somewhere. Again, unbidden images rose in Obi-Wan's mind. More to distract himself than anything else, he resumed his attack on Count Dooku and Anakin joined him. But it seemed that Count Dooku had really grown tired. Neither Anakin nor Obi-Wan knew exactly how it had happened, but suddenly they were both holding smoldering metallic stumps in their hands. Count Dooku had somehow managed to cut the handles of their lightsabers in two. Shit, thought Anakin. Obi-Wan and Palpatine at once. That's better, said Count Dooku, turning off his lightsaber. Well, now that we're all warmed up, why don't we get stripped and fuck like crazy wop rats? How dare you, exclaimed Obi-Wan. Say, that sounds like a good idea, Anakin said sullenly. What? cried Obi-Wan, turning on him. I mean, it's better than hacking each other to pieces, right? said Anakin. Besides, Master, to be completely frank, I've always wanted to try a couple things with you. That's two votes against one, Master Kenobi, said Dooku. According to the democratic principles that you so strongly adore, we win and you should succumb to our decision. Obi-Wan was going to say something else when he felt Anakin's hand cup his sensitive area, making all thought vanish. Hey, you're harder than a lightsaber, master, said Anakin with a grin. Not quite the impeccable Jedi we pretend to be, are we? Stop, what are you doing, shouted Palpatine, but Dooku, Anakin, and Obi-Wan paid no attention to him. They were busy ripping off each other's clothes. Soon Palpatine was witnessing the hottest threesome scene in his life, and he couldn't even jerk off because his hands were being held by shackles, and it served him right. Oh my god, Dooku's a thirsty old fuck, huh? I like that Palpatine can't even do anything. He's just like stuck there. Okay, so let's get to our last fic. It's the longest and the most ridiculous. Let's do it. Or rather, let's do it. Do it, Anakin. Took me long enough to reference a prequels meme. This fic's called Execute Order 69. <laughs> Anakin becomes a stripper. It's, it's a fun one, and, and we're, we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna read this and we're gonna have a good time, you guys. <laughs> Chapter one. It was nearly complete. Emperor Palpatine rubbed his nasty-ass old man hands together in satisfaction. Soon, everything will fall into place. What a bitch! Anakin walked in, shades on, pants sagging, Big Mac in hand. Palpatine smiled. Ah, yes, my favorite home dog. Anakin slumped down on the couch and bit into his burger. Bark, bark, motherfucker, he said, bits of meat and cheese dripping from his face. It's a weird way to say it. Dripping from his face. What about dripping from his mouth? I'm just, I'm just imagining like cheese like coming out of his eyes and his pores and that's gross. But anyway, Palpatine sat 
next to him on the sofa and smiled at him softly. Anakin, my dude, I have something to tell you. Anakin slopped up the last of his burger and replied, Wait on me, you old fuck. Palpatine swallowed. He wasn't sure how Anakin was going to take this. You know that whole thing about taking over the galaxy, becoming a Sith Lord, and that shit? Asked the Emperor. No, duh, that's why I'm always riding your crusty-ass dick all the time, trying to get on your good side. When are we gonna be evil, fam? Asked Anakin. Palpatine folded his arms. Son, it's not happening. I've changed the plan. Anakin sputtered and jumped on the couch. Um, fucking excuse me? Palpatine closed his eyes. Anakin, I'm opening up a strip club and I need your fine ass to strip for aliens and shit. Anakin sat back down. Oh fuck, never mind, you're a genius. When do I start? Anakin grabbed his own ass in excitement. Today, commence order 69. Chapter 2. Anakin narrowed his eyes and walked down the metal corridor in silence. He knew what had to be done. What Palpatine wanted, it was a stretch. Some might even call it insane, but he had to do it. It was his duty as a member of the Republic. He took the flowers out of his robe as he entered the clone dining area. Using his badass Jedi skill, he zoomed around the cafeteria, coating every inch of the walls with Palpatine's flyers. They read, What up, you bad bitches? Want to find your inner hoe tonight? Then come slut walk down to Palpatine's dong palace, where the dick is ripe, and we shake that booty tonight. TM. Anakin, not paying attention to all the clones staring at him, being proudly at his work of art. Right about now, Palpatine should be commanding the Senate to follow Order 69. Things were going smoothly, so far. Anakin arrived at Palpatine's Thong Palace before everyone else. His master had told him to come early for instructions and costume prep. He was ready. Son, this was mine when I was young. Palpatine handed Anakin the most worn down, cum stained, close to just fucking falling apart thong he had ever seen in his life. It said, Sith Ho, in glitter across the front. His tears fell from his wrinkled face. I wore that baby every day for 40 years straight. Tonight, it's yours, Anna Skin, slut walker. Anakin squealed, holy shit, yes, bitch, oh my god. He immediately ripped off his pants and put on the thong. Thong is capitalized for some reason. <laughs> Palpatine collapsed to the floor in tears. I can't believe my dream is coming true. He sobbed into the floor. Anakin's dick was too big for the thong. He could hear the people scream outside. He knew it was time. Chapter 3. You ready to get some D tonight, my sexy people? Give it up for my boy and a skin slut walker. Palpatine's ass basically sagged on the floor as he wore only an adult diaper filled with shit. Anakin took a deep breath and started out on stage from behind the beaded curtain. He heard the people scream outside. He knew it was time. Stilettos on, hands on his hips, ready to fucking party. He stepped on stage. The crowd screamed. Palpatine screamed with them and ripped off Anakin's robes, revealing the Sith Ho thong. Anakin stood proudly as Palpatine immediately went into cardiac arrest and fell off the fucking stage. As Anakin began to pole dance, the members of the Republic cheered and crowd surfed Palpatine Palpatine's unconscious, dying body. Then a thought hit the young stripper. Hey yo people, I need a member of the audience to get this party started. He scanned the area until he found him. Obi-Wan, get up here, you dirty farmer ass looking man. Obi-Wan ran for the door. You will never catch me alive! He screamed as he tried to break free of the crowd. Anakin shook his ass on the stage, not even for Bigfoot. Obi-Wan stopped in his tracks. 
the crowd fell silent before anyone could blink an eye. Obi-Wan had force sprinted up on stage and was already taking off his clothes while Kesha blasted. Anakin ran to the back to get his trusted furry suit. When he came back, Obi-Wan was butt naked on stage and the crowd was throwing packets of hot sauce at his dick. Anakin put on the furry boots. Palpatine always said I was his home dog. Wolf, wolf, Master Kenobi. The night was only beginning. Chapter 4 Money and glitter rained down from the ceiling. Everyone was fucking wasted. Obi-Wan was so drunk that he was shaving his beard and throwing the remains to the crowd. He screamed and body slammed into the floor, crashing through the stage. Anakin was covered in mashed potatoes. Yoda had joined them, smearing mustard all over his bare stomach while bouncing on a trampoline. Ahsoka burst through the door, shedding dreaded sunlight through the club. Everything went silent. Oh my fucking god, a whisper escaped her. Oh hey, Snips, wanna party? Anakin slurred and slapped Yoda's ass. Ahsoka was speechless. I'm calling Padme and the cops. She slammed the door and left. The crowd cheered again and the party continued. Anakin did not process what was happening. Hey, Obi-Wan, am I gay? Obi-Wan pulled himself out of the hole in the floor and said, yes. Well then, fuck some Misa. Two Jedi turned to see Jar Jar standing before them, beer cans strapped to his chest, the remains of Obi-Wan's beard taped to his face. Anakin screamed and electrocuted Jar Jar, singeing the Gungan and lighting the stage on fire. Holy fuck, everyone's on fire. Obi-Wan punched Anakin's face, you fool, but Anakin was already burning to death. Fuck. Little did they know. Ahsoka stood from the balcony, phone in hand. This shit is going on YouTube tonight. The next day, the headlines read, Wasted Aft Jedi Caught Banging Dead Emperor Palpatine's Body Sets Club on Fire. Seventy years later, a scene kid stood over the remains of a charcoal-encrusted thong that read Sith Ho in glitter. Grandfather, show me again the power of the stripper. There had been an awakening. What is Okay, there is more. I know I've been saying chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, but that was all chapter one. For some reason, this is chapter two, which has chapters of its own. So chapter two. Chapter one. Qui-Gon was just a poor mullet man looking for a Taco Bell. My ass needs to get wasted, he thought. The clear blue skies and green fields of Naboo were nothing compared to his first thought was tacos. His second thought was baby cream. His third, the hot scaly mama standing in front of him. Qui-Gon shit his pants as he stared endlessly into those murky green eyes. His own eyes scanned the rest of the spicy hooker from jaw-dropping webbed feet, ball-hardening webbed ears, and that smile. Damn boy. Ball-hardening. <laughs> Why are his balls getting hard? Misa Jar Jar Binks, who the fuck are you? Qui-Gon was quite gone. He couldn't move, speak, or breathe. Jar Jar was too spicy. Way too spicy. In that moment, Qui-Gon imagined. Imagined him and Jar Jar on a beach. Him and Jar Jar with their first child. Him and Jar Jar at their wedding. Him and Jar Jar milking their first cow together. Him and Jar Jar doing couples yoga. But suddenly, the spiciness of Jar Jar triggered something inside of Qui-Gon. A memory. That place. Chipotle. A burrito bowl. A bite of pure, authentic Mexican deliciousness crunch, the tingling of his tongue, the pain, the screaming, the burrito bowl flying on the floor, people yelling, medics, blurry vision. He seems to have eaten a hot pepper, sir. Fucking white people. Then darkness. Snapping back to reality, Qui-Gon collapsed on the ground, sobbing and shivering. That bitch put jalapenos in my burrito bowl. 
Jar Jar ran over to the strange man. Oh my god, Misa will call for help. But Qui-Gon put his hand on Jar Jar's nasty, scaly face. No, my love, stay with me. Carry me to my house. Okie dokie, Billy Ray Cyrus. Then more darkness. Chapter 2. Obi-Wan inhaled deeply, allowing the cocaine to enter his nostril. He gently dragged his nose across one of General Grievous's cold metal dicks, getting every last drop of the drug. Hell yes, bitch, he sat up and sloppily made out with the droid. Baby, you so good at this. I know, daddy, replied Grievous. You know what's so lit that Qui-Gon isn't? Hello, Ferenza. Misa Jar Jar Binks and Qui-Gon is passed out. God fucking damn it. Obi-Wan stashed the rest of the drugs under the family cat and ran to see his master. Grievous dusted the coke remains off his mecha wiener before following his husband. I need a Gungan kiss, Qui-Gon whispered, his eyes filled with tears. Of course, uh, Jar Jar licked his lips and dove into the Billy Ray lookalike's mouth. His tongue went straight down his throat into his stomach, caressing the acid walls that had been damaged by the jalapenos. He began to sing an ancient Gungan hymn. Break it down, bitch! Let me see you back it up. Drop that ass down low, then pick that motherfucker up. Qui-Gon was healed. He lifted his head and smiled at Obi-Wan, who stared in horror. Double date tonight? Chapter 3. So, Jar Jar, since your tongue is so long, can you lick your own ass with it? Asked Grievous excitedly, pouring butter over his popcorn. Jar Jar nodded. Yes, Misa do that every night. Qui-Gon's eyes glittered with attraction. A lizard man who could lick his own ass? Now that was something. It was the opening night of the B-movie, the most romantic and anticipated release of the year. As the movie started, Obi-Wan held all of Grievous's four dicks in one hand. The droids shuddered. I love bees, Obi-Wan. Chapter 4. Obi-Wan had never felt more feelings in his tiny little gay-ass body than at that moment. The movie was moving unlike no other the way that lady just left her husband for that bee it was so beautiful that it brought an ocean of tears to his eyes in time obi-wan would be known as the ultimate b-movie fan even appearing on the news his house was b-movie themed his rooms were b-movie themed all his clothes were b-movie themed grievous left him for mace windu qui-gon and jar jar had 27 children and that's the end what an absolutely cracktastic shit post so that's all I got for now. Hopefully you enjoyed this fucking ridiculous bullshit. So today we covered The Gungan You Loved by Motels on the Moon, The Tragedy of Darth Utter in 30 Seconds or Less by Ophelia underscore Interrupted, Love, No Matter the Ability is Considered Unnatural by Yaddle, One More for the Trauma Vault by The Oracle, Jedi Love by Archaeologist underscore D, Two Sith, One Jedi by Walter the Wizard, and Execute Order 69 by I'm going to hell for this. The Bar is Low is on Instagram. You can find us at the Bar is Low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us. You'll know what's coming up next. If you have a fic to suggest, feel free to get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. I'm not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. And as always, I'm your pal, Wenchikis Thoticus. This is The Bar is Low. Thank you for joining me. And that's all for today.